Are People podcast. I'm Dan Frigolette. I'm here with uh, Ryan Driller. Welcome to the show, man. I appreciate you coming out. Uh, it's a little chaos here at uh, AVN. Uh, doing our thing. Um, yeah, we're just getting we're just getting his life together. We're putting the putting the things there. Boom! There you are. You're in. Locked and loaded. Ryan Driller here. Porn uh, Stars of People podcast. Boom! That's the one. This one. There yep. you are. Boom. Cool. Um, yeah. How's uh, how's it going, man? It's uh, this is my first AVN. <laughs> so it's it's going. Ha- how I can definitely say that. How many have you been to? Uh, I keep trying to do the math. I started ten years ago, so I don't know if this is my. I think this is my ninth. Yeah, it just depends on when uh, when you. Yeah, I mean, I started March of two thousand eight, so I started coming in two thousand nine. So yeah, this would be my ninth. Nice. Well, uh, I'm happy to have you on the podcast here. For sure. Uh, this is there's a lot of chaos. A lot of chaos happening at the same time. A lot of it, especially right in this corner. Yeah, can't well, so, deny that. So I don't know. I don't know anything about you here. Let's let's start. Let's start from go. What um what is your story? Where are you from? What's the what's the deal? Well, I grew up in Colorado in Key West, and I always wanted to get into porn, so I did. It's pretty simple. In Key West, okay, that's the um, that's so. There we go. Sorry, I couldn't hear myself. <laughs> I feel great. Um. So you grew up in Key West, you wanted to get into porn, and then you just did. I don't. Yeah. You're like skipping a bunch of steps. I feel like. Well, I mean, the other stuff isn't quite as interesting or <laughs> near as well, relevant. So growing up in Key West, um, there's like um, I don't know. There's there's like a particular. There's parts of Key West that are sort of touristy. The parts of Key West that are sort of. Duval suburban. Street, highly, highly, highly touristy. I went like I like the first time I was in Key West. I met a girl who was a dolphin trainer. Like like I couldn't I couldn't have had a more right. Key West experience. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I probably know her. There's only two of them. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. She was like Australian or so. She had yeah. some accent. I know. Yeah, yeah. You literally know who that is. <laughs> this is this is amazing. There's like 20 locals down there. Like that's we used to so joke funny. that like we didn't like date. Like we were the island fantasy for somebody that came down, or we all just kind of took turns. Yeah. And not like. Like, that sounds worse than it was. It was like, we'd all be dating and someone get married or break up, and yeah. everybody would then break up and just trade partners. Yeah, this is, this is, but this is a suburb thing. Like, uh, <laughs> this happened. I'm from Syracuse, New York, and there was something about, so I moved to New York City to start comedy, and, and, right. and in my head, I could come back to the city and be like, uh, you know, come back to Syracuse and be like, right. big city boy, coming home, right. I'm going to fuck everybody in town, right? And I came back and nobody cared because they didn't know who I was because I didn't live in that town anymore. And uh, there was like almost uh, there was this comfort level of like we would rather just date our our best friend's ex-boyfriend, right? Than find like a new guy. Well, in like Key West, there's it's a two mile by three mile island. You've got two thousand people that actually live there. Yeah. Of those two thousand people, you really only see the same twenty people working at the bars and and on the boats. So and they were all in the same age group. So. Like, it was kind of like, all right, we've got a fresh batch of eighty thousand people every day yeah. coming down to uh, to come into town, and I mean, they <laughs> the Vegas tourists hold nothing compared. Like, they make Vegas look like Disneyland. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. So yeah. all inhibitions are checked. One hundred and fifty yeah. miles north in, in Miami, and they just come down and, and totally there's, let loose. There's something about yeah, there's something about Florida that makes you just want to fuck. <laughs> I don't know why. It's already, it's already kind of, like, even the climate is, like, sex. It's, it's just like warm a, and yeah, wet it's everywhere. Wet all the time. You know, sunny. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, so, so you've been doing this thing t- 10 years. 10 years which is now. Cr- I mean, it's not that it's crazy, but it's, I mean, doing anything 10 years is, is um, right. 
is an accomplishment. Uh, what have you learned in ten years? What, like, what, like, where are you at from when you started, and then where, and then in your mindset now, like, what do you have still to accomplish? You know, I still feel like I'm the new guy because everything really? keeps changing all the time. I mean, the girls change all the time. Yeah. What the, the the fans want, the scenes that we shoot. I mean, this new VR stuff, all the virtual reality stuff that's right. taken off. I'm I'm one of few guys that can actually do it, and it's a whole challenge in and of itself because I'm now. I'm actually going back to like my Key West days, where in Key West I, I worked at a camp primarily, so I was okay. in a tent on an island. Yeah. You know, you can't really be hooking up with your girlfriend next to a bunch of teenagers yeah, yeah, when you're yeah. supposed to be like Ward Cleaver. Right. So, uh, so now doing the virtual reality, like I can't use my hands, I can't talk, I can't really breathe. I got to keep totally silent. They've got Johnny Five cameras right in front of me, okay. setting this whole thing up, and and they're the one, and like the girls interacting with the camera, hundred percent. Just right. I am literally a prop for the girl to use. Stunt cock. Yeah. As, as the, uh, I don't even know if that's an inside. That's an outside. Well, in the outsiders, we like to think that everything is a stunt car. Right. Um, so that's so. The, yeah. So that is cool and that is interesting. I do find that, that yeah, the technology has taken a huge um, responsibility for how porn is um, conducted now. Right. Right. Uh, and there, and especially since you can basically, I found this out yesterday. I was talking to Annabelle Peaks, and apparently. Uh, the, her new client base is guys will mold their cocks, right? Send them to her, and then she'll make a video of her fucking their molded cock. That's that's the level of access we have now. That is to porn, right? Uh, it, and it's interesting, right? It, it, it becomes this sort of uh, problematic zone where maybe people are not actually having what they want in their real life sex. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's always kind of been what porn did. Yeah. Was it was kind of people's way to vicariously live out the stuff that they were not doing or weren't quite ready to right. do or weren't quite comfortable and wanted to to figure out. And, but and the goal, right, but the goal was to figure it out and maybe understand that that was something that they were into. Right. And now it seems like... Or vicariously. And now, I mean, now... If you want to, you can just avoid real life. Oh, now that's exactly what it is. And yeah. the, the amount of catfish that... That we have the contact. Of, I mean, especially as like the male performers, like yeah. all the like quote girls that hit us up on on Twitter and Instagram and try and send us pictures. And it's like at least choose the same girl if you're going to send me all those oh, naked funny. photos. Yeah, like, that's funny. You yeah, you look <laughs> at this thing and you're like, wait a minute, why is your face different? I'm like, you had a belly button ring in the last one, and now you've got a bob, and no, like th there's not even a scar from the belly <laughs> right. button that you took out on this one. Like, right. come on, just like this one you're a D cup, and that one you're a B, and. You have too much attention like, to detail. Like this is, you know, it's just a little odd, obviously different. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, people now like doing that. Like that, I think, is actually the biggest fantasy now is creating a whole... A fake identity? Fake identity sure. and, and living that out where... I mean, we've even had guys that have called us up and pretended to be producers, known producers in the industry, pretending to be like um, Steve Holmes or, or, or whatever to... Uh, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to hook you up. And like, like, I think this scene's going to be with Annabelle Peaks. And yeah. we're going to do it tonight. And I'm like, what kind of situation you want to do? And you're like, you are not a producer. Yeah. You are literally asking me just to essentially guy. have phone sex with you right yeah. now. Just to, like, describe what the scene is going to be. Interesting. So, but, yeah. It, 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 uh, so that's a, whole, yeah, that's a whole other side that I don't have access to. So that's... That's that's your that's your end of the spectrum. Right. So what? Okay. So do you live? You don't live full time in Florida now, do you? No, no, I live full time in LA. Okay. And then, um, do you get a chance? Do you go back? Do you do the Florida thing still? Yeah, every now and then, if I want a good vacation, I'll go down. I'll hit up the studios. I'll work down there, so it yeah. kind of like pays for the trip. And then yeah. I'll go spend a few days in Key West, get on the boats. That's the dream, right? To be able to work anywhere. Right. 
just living the dream. That's cool. So then, uh, so I guess what are your goals here? Into I, this is the thing that I think is interesting about comedy and uh, porn is that like if you hit the ten year mark, you're just sort of um, you're an endeared veteran, <laughs> and because of that, you you get some opportunities that otherwise maybe weren't there. Like, what are you what are you looking forward to at this point at the ten year mark to to branch out and go beyond? You know, I'm. Not, I mean, I'm just looking forward to continue to work and yeah. continue to play with everybody. I mean, that's why I'm, I'm here. So, yeah. uh, that is definitely the nice thing. The, and I mean, we were actually talking with a bunch of comedians last night about it, and it's kind of like the, the trenches when you start. Yeah, it is. It is similar. Like you guys have it harder because you guys are live on stage. Yeah. We we may get a couple minutes to go and like recollect ourselves if we're having a little problem getting sure. started. Sure. So well, once you kind of hit like 10 marks. For some reason, as, as, a, well, as a performer, as a, as a porn performer, you also get, uh, to even get on a film, you've, you've, someone's given you credibility somewhere across the line, and this is like, you're like kind of now starting. As a comedian, you can just get in on any mic, open mic, and it doesn't mean that anything, that anyone's allowed you to do anything. Well, Right, but now you've also got everybody with the phone has a 4K That's camera, true. and with uh, many of the clip sites that are even running around here, it's like you can upload your stuff, and that's almost your that's almost your open mic audition. Yeah. It's like, hey, if you want to check this out and see if there's anything true. you may like, which I mean, it is a little different, probably kind of like an open mic night where <laughs> yeah. you know it's you and the one girl in the privacy of your own room you're with trying, just you holding that camera. Some new bits. Right. <laughs> it's like not 15 people with cameramen and the guy like hugging you, giving you a piggyback. Well, you're giving him a piggyback ride while you're right. engaged with the woman. So it um, graphic, it is that. But a graphic, beautiful image. <laughs> you know, welcome to porn. That's yeah. how it actually goes down. Yeah, he's on he's on my back right now. Yeah. Um, well, so that's so that's an interesting yeah that's an interesting perspective on the thing. The um, so. This is the thing I like to understand, especially when we're at something like this. Right. Uh, I, I ask a lot of people this this idea is, what, what do you do to kind of keep sane in an environment like this? Like, what, like, do you have like a routine of things that needs to go down in your life for you to um, just facilitate being a human being? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I keep a totally separate personal life that has nothing to do with the industry. Yeah. So I... I mean, I get out like at this event specifically, since it doesn't open until noon or one o'clock, I leave and I go to the other side of Vegas to go to oh, the wow. gym and Where's I just you? go hang out in the pool, swim or yeah. go run and, and do a quick lift. Something just kind of easy to like get away from everything and everybody that's over here. Right. Kind of just do my own thing and then come back and I can get thrown into the. The trenches that is this yeah. mass crowd that is everywhere right now. I did not know the chaos of Vegas before. I had, I had avoided coming to Vegas for a lot of years. Right. And I didn't know the chaos of Vegas. And I, I think, I want to say two years ago was the first time I came out here. And my goal was to stay off the strip. And I did that. I did comedy off the strip. And then nice. I think it was April or May I came out here. Uh, just because it, it became apparent that if I wanted to start this podcast, I needed to come out to Vegas and L.A. and just interview everybody. Right, And so right. I just put myself here, and I said, I'm in town. Let's do the thing. And I was on the strip for a week, and by day two, I was like, I'm, I'm going to murder everyone. Vegas is like fish. you got about three days before you got to get the fuck out. Like, Yeah, what's <laughs> the fish? You know, it's like guests, Vegas, and fish. You can heap around for about three days. You want to be around for about three days, yeah, yeah, and after yeah. that, you want to get rid of it because it's uh, it's gone bad. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, that, yeah. What an what an interesting <laughs> analogy. I was just I, it was just for me. It was like it's like Times Square. It's like a giant. Oh yeah. 
Times Square all day long. I do find it interesting. We're we're in a position in the world now where every place kind of is the same. Like like I was in South Africa and I had people being like, "This is what you need to go see," and this is we're going to bring you. And they bring me to a place called Malbanang, mm-hmm. and uh, basically it was like. I don't know. They have it here. It was like in downtown Vegas. They have a thing where it's like uh, it's like food cart kind of things, and it's like oh. it's like made out of um, um, the the like, shipping containers. Yes, and it was like exactly that. And I was like, dude, we have this in Vegas. We have this in New York. We have this in L.A. They just put one up in Austin, Texas. They have this in Austin. They have, <laughs> they have this in Oklahoma City. It's like all the things that everybody I think thinks are cool. Right. We and just get a real. It's and everybody's getting the big Ferris wheel thing. Right, the right. eye of yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we definitely yeah. There was definitely that. I did I did one of those in Chicago. Yeah, it's just they have that everywhere. Yeah, uh, and and it's not. I don't know. With this human condition, is becoming sort of the same everywhere we go. Right. And even and even the tourist things are becoming uh, less and less real. Yeah. The part the part that, that that upsets me the most about Vegas and a place like Disney is more the idea that like be Vegas. Don't be a hotel who's devoted to being like you're in another place. Right. You know what I mean, people go to Epcot and they go, oh, I drank around the world. I drank <laughs> in Berlin. I don't have to go to Berlin now. You're like, just fucking, just go to Berlin. Yeah. Get, go to Disney, do the thing, do the small world after all, do the Space Mountain. But fucking don't forget to go to Berlin still. Right. So that's the, that's the thing. I think Let it I, have its own individuality. Not, yeah, I think, yeah. I think a lot of suburbians think they can just come to Vegas or Disney and just... It's do, like the, the I mean, thing. the joke is, well, not the joke, but like the coincidence is and the irony is the Hard Rock effect. Hard Rock restaurants yeah. built their empire being the comfort zone for anybody traveling anywhere in the world. Right. It's like you could show up and if you saw Hard Rock, like, okay, I know what I'm going to get there. I don't get. have to risk, like, what was in that funky right. shop and restaurant over there. Like, I don't, I don't want to trust it. I can, I can get my burger from Hard Rock and I'm yeah. happy and I'm good to go. But, yeah, now you got the whole... Every city has the same. Like yeah. you said, it's like everybody's got their own Times Square. Yeah. Well, you know what I found recently, and, and, and I, I'm, I'm benefiting from this fact, but, but uh, I, I um, because I travel so much, what I do is I basically pick like a cuisine or a dish mm-hmm. before I get to the, like before I start a tour, and I go, I'm just going to get this everywhere and find out like what city has the best of this. And <laughs> so barbecue has become right. such a, a, a big component of, of many restaurant cultures in many places. And you can always find a hole-in-the-wall barbecue joint that has, like, dope brisket. Right. And I found one last night here in Vegas, and it was... it was, And I haven't been able to have brisket in uh, almost a month because I was in South Africa, and they just, they just don't fuck with brisket. They just don't have it, yeah. Um, they have a thing called Bry, but they don't have really, like, barbecue restaurants. And, uh, I mean, it was glorious. It was really, like, that kind of thing, just being able to pick... like I And one of the trips, I, I picked, like, corned beef hash. Just being able to pick yeah. one thing and committing to that and, like... For me, it's like whatever I can streamline from having to think. Right. When I have, if I'm going to do 20 podcasts in a, in a weekend. Yeah. I can't think that much. I can't I can't think that much about what I'm going to wear, what I'm going to eat, all these things. So I just, you know, just lock into a thing. Oh, makes sense. And do it that way. I dress like a cartoon character now. <laughs> all I have is black v-neck shirts. That's literally my wardrobe. Well. What, what, what cartoon did you grow up on? Doug? Were you a Doug? No, child? I'm older than How Doug. I'm 35. 35? I'm 35. All right. Yeah, it was Doug. I mean, I remember a little bit of Doug, yeah. but namely, I was Thundercats. Thundercats. Oh, shit. Yeah. Going old school. Okay, who was your Thundercat? 
Lino. Okay. Yeah. Or Panthera. Yeah, I liked I like the, the the what is it the blue panther Panthera. Yeah. Yeah. That was my guy. I had a, I think and I think I think honestly the reason why it was my guy was my parents, um, my parents like whatever they purchased well, that's who they purchased they purchased that guy okay I think like either it was sold out or they didn't want to pay for right. the main guy so they gave it the number two guy so it's like right. yeah number two guy's main guy yeah that's how I ended up with the little wizard thing that like pulled the drawstring and he would spin around real yeah, fast yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 I never so as a child I didn't I didn't realize and not that my parents not that I grew up poor or anything but my parents were just not into like we're uh, not gonna seek it out and go on a facilitating the whole thing yeah and so like I would have one toy Right. Of each thing. I never got, like, a set. So whenever I'd find, like, a friend who had the set, you know, I would, I would geek out. I'd right. Be, I'd be all up on this stuff. It's I mean, I could, like, slowly collect, like, at a birthday, yeah. at Christmas right. or something. I could get, like, each of the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, but I, I never had, like, the the van that yeah. shot pizzas so or I anything like that. I had the van, but I didn't have the turtles. Okay. I got all of the villains. So you made friends with all the people with the turtles. I had to get all the people with the turtles. No, you know, you know who was I was friends with was in uh, I was in kindergarten. I found the guy with the full He-Man set. Nice. And the full uh, Ghostbusters house. Nice. Those were the guys to be friends with. I had the friend that had the whole and like the giant GI Joe. Oh fuck! Like whatever that space shuttle yeah, yeah, base yeah. aircraft even, carrier I've thing never was. I've seen this. Yeah. I mean, it was like definitely the super spoiled kid who, yeah, he was like, oh, he's got diabetes, so his parents like threw oh, him everything, funny. and he was like, oh, he, he's fine, he just can't have cake, I guess, at Chris or at our birthday. What's really funny is the the the, the environments that I grew <laughs> up in. The kid who had diabetes wasn't the kid who had diabetes; it was just like the one Jewish kid in town. Right. So that kid got spoiled because it was just weird to be Jewish in like <laughs> Columbus, Ohio, in 1992 for some reason. Right. That's so funny. So, so the workout thing. So, what, I don't know. What's your workout? How do you, uh, and how is it changing in, into 35? This is an interesting thing for me because I've changed my entire diet, and I'm trying to figure out how to be a 35-year-old. Right. What have you changed in the last five years? From uh, well, I've changed it a lot in the last five years because I keep taking on this Superman role left and right, and they keep wanting me to bulk up for it. Oh, no shit. So, now yeah, we finally. Like this guy, uh, what's this guy's name? Cavill? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cavill? Is that yeah. His name? James? Henry. Henry, thank you. Sorry, yeah. I get him confused with the guy who played Jesus. That's what happens. Oh, right, 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 right. The guy. So sorry. So so Cavill, Henry. Yeah. And so and you actually you actually look more like original Superman. Uh yeah, we kind of got a little bit of the the combination going, which yeah. which has worked well. Um, actually, one of the nominations we're up for this this week is for Justice League. So it's the seventh time I've played Superman. Oh, that's so cool. Um, the fun fact with Cavill is I have his rejected costume. No Warner shit. Brothers didn't like the chainmail print that was on it, and no. Axel managed to score wow. buying it off of him. So we have the white, or we have the blue, and the black from Man of Steel from That's so many huge. years ago. Now, did they know what the ultimate uh, goal was going to be? Where it was going? Oh, yeah, no. The, the <laughs> designers they got a kick out of it. And, oh, it's great. And they uh, they were like, "This is awesome." Like, obviously, you got to change some stuff for it. And we're like, "No, yeah. of course we're going to do that." But um, yeah. and that. That uh, that wardrobe studio doesn't exist anymore, but um, oh, that's fantastic. So that's why I'm pretty freely talking about it. But uh, yeah, so it's a uh, it's been cool, it's been good. But now we have a muscle suit, so I don't have to like try and eat twelve chickens a day right. and, and do that. I was, can that the, was that the diet at one point? Twelve chickens well, a day. I mean, that's a uh, that's Thor's diet. But is that is that true? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, when he's like bulking up for that, yeah. he's doing like, and that's way too much food for me. But I like food, so I'm I gonna got, eat whatever I want. Yeah, it is, but it is hard to maintain. That was a, that was like the the big fact I always found interesting about like um, uh, Michael Phelps was that to maintain just his yeah. normal weight during training, he needed to eat eight 
10,000 calories a day. Right. So uh, I grew up a swimmer, too. and I hard to do. Yeah. I mean, it's like I essentially do triathlons every week yeah. with just my workout, just so I can eat the pizza and the donuts and right. the and whatever that I want. Um, on top of that fact, it's like, yeah, I do have to eat three, five, six thousand calories a day just yeah. so that I can maintain the muscle. Because otherwise my body will eat the muscle that I have For sure. to say, like, you're running five miles right now. You don't need to carry 200 pounds of, right. of weight on you. Right. So we're going to trim that down. Um, but now I just, you know, it's a it's an easy 20-minute run or workout or a one-mile swim or, or something there. And then a, a general lift. And I, I lift two days and then I swim one day. I lift two days. Oh, and I've shit. got dogs I take hiking every day to a four-mile hike with. Um, so I'm just, I'm active. Yeah. But I don't, I don't care. I'm not going for six-pack abs. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. I want to be able to enjoy the burger that I'm going to have or the brisket. Sure. I do, yeah. I do yeah. enjoy good the barbecue. so fucking good. So good. Uh, no, this sounds like the life. You're living the life. Uh, <laughs> it's the, true. It's uh, and this is and this is what I envy about people in this business and 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 people that I do find in comedy is once you once you sort of figure out and really any any sect of business once you figure out what you're doing, right? I find in this day and age, almost every job you can basically work from home, build your hours, decide where you want to be. As the thing that I've figured out in the last two years is that I figured out like if I just want to go to a place then I can go find comedy in that place and then get paid to be at the place that I want to go South Africa, for example. Right. And then I get to go and I do that. It's, um, and sort of hitting that sweet spot for people has been um, yeah, brilliant to watch. I really, uh, and, and I envy all the people that are able to do the same thing, especially, especially now. Like my little brother, um, so he's 24, mm-hmm. is 26, so he just lives a different, uh, a, a different, different thing, and, he's, and, he, and he works a corporate job. But in this climate, he can work from home. Yeah, it's changed so much in our in our ten years. I oh, mean, when, when we got when we were twenty, I mean, it wasn't even a feasible concept. No, to do any of those things. You were supposed to go do the nine to five right after getting out of college. And they, and you had to be in the building. Yeah, there was no there was no like stay at home. Do no, that. It's no, no, now. yeah. It's definitely changed a bit. And now you can literally you could be a hermit and and still be a very successful porn star. If you get your cam game right, it's true. So it's uh, it's a whole different world. Oh, I forgot to do this. Let's shout them out real quick. It's, uh, the sponsors are Porn the Game, Spunk uh, Lubricant, and the Happy Ending Mitten. Have you seen this? <laughs> I just saw it while standing. That ditched the sock. Yeah, that's a nice. It looks like uh, it's some sort of uh, uh, fabric. Uh, I like when they say when they call it propri- a proprietary fabric, patent uh, <laughs> pending. I, I don't know. I don't have enough information, but it's it's, it's a lovely looking looking machine. Soft, silky uh, material, nothing to clean, flushable. Yeah. You flush it, you do it, and it looks. It, it reminds me a little bit of the uh, some of the packing material that uh, you know if, if you're if you're an avid Amazon uh, right shipper. Um, so yeah, uh, so so shout out to those people uh, and what and so forth. Um, so what else? Okay, so w- when do you leave here? Where do you go? What like what's your next couple months in this business look like? Um, so the extra fun thing with the job is you never really know where the next couple weeks are going to take. But right. 
right now, I've been out here since Friday, so I'm ready to get home to my dogs and, right. and everybody what, home. What, what kind of dogs? Yellow Lab and a Multipoo. Okay, a Multipoo. This is so <laughs> funny. This is your dog or this is... Uh, I got it for my girl, but yeah. my lab did choose the Multipoo. I was trying to gun for like a chocolate lab, and, yeah. and my lab preferred small dogs. And I was like, God, you're such a betrayer. Multipoo is a hypoallergenic, wonderful dog. It's a, it is a Maltese and a Poodle. Uh, it's adorable. She's a sweetheart. Size? Total the, FOMO. The one, um, the one that I knew was like a was like an eight pound little. Yeah, she's like ten pounds. She's okay. she's got long legs. I mean, like you see her stand, it's like oh, you look really tall. Yeah, like, you know, well, eleven yeah, inches or ten on inches which tall. Poodle they crammed it with. Right, so the, right. There's three sizes of poodles. Um, so the one that I knew, yeah, was ten pounds. And this is what I found interesting. Uh, I live in New York City, so you interact with a lot of people when you're walking your dog. Right. And this is a difficult dog to tell people that you have. Because <laughs> they're like, what kind of dog is that? And you're like, it's a multi-poo. So you, like, you, you want to just go, it's, it's, a, it's a mix. It's a, don't worry about, listen. It's, right. It's a, it's a dangerous mix. Don't right. Don't you worry. But yeah, multi-poo. It's hard to say multi-poo and not somehow catch a lisp throughout the... Right. And it doesn't help that mine's got a pink leash and pink bows in her hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like well, I think you can pull it off. I, I mean... I don't think that, th that anybody's questioning your masculinity. I mean, I hope... Yeah. I mean, know, at some point, you can just hand them a business card and probably dispel all the Right. Concerns. Be like, take a minute and you probably recognize me from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't like this angle, how about this one? Right. What actually, you know, I don't have this answer uh, now that I'm thinking about it. I know what, a, what, a, what a, uh, a comedian business card looks like. What does a porn star business card look like? Um, you I, I don't male? have one because I just, just don't have it. But Is it just a cock silhouette? I, I mean, like, this is a silhouette of a woman. Right, the girl in the back. So a lot of times it is. Like, is I had one cock? years ago that was just, uh, it was it was my face. Yeah. Not that anybody even you watched or looked at my yeah, face. But yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, here, you kind of remember this was me. Here's my contact so you can, you can hit me up. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I... Because it doesn't really matter what the guy looks like. Yeah. Truth be told, like doesn't matter if you really got a beer belly or if you've got twelve abs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you th what do you think? Th what, but what do you think that's a result of? Do you think that's a result of the fact that uh, women are less shallow than men? Do you think? Well, it's I don't think there's really as many women viewers. So yeah. I think it really comes down to the guys are going to either try and block out the guy to begin with or they want someone they can relatively relate right, with right. or you are getting guys that are more fit in the industry now I think because everybody is looking at the aesthetics overall of everything sure so it's not I'm not going to say they're attracted to men but I, I will say I think they do enjoy the the aesthetics of it yeah um, especially now that everything is so high definition with everything it's like alright right, we want to make sure some things are, are cleaner than others right 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 <laughs> Right, and, and yes, and the positive coloration and hair and all the things. You know. I mean, I feel that way. Like, I, like uh, you know, my, one of my big things when I, uh, when I find a sexy couple in an audience is uh, I'll tell them I, I kind of want to watch them fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we want to watch, we want to watch sexy people fuck. I don't know. I don't know. And, and it is interesting. I don't, I, I, I don't know the answer to this. And I guess my role in it as a, uh, as a viewer changes, but uh, I think... When people watch porn, sometimes they do just want to be the guy watching two people have sex. Sometimes you want to put yourself in the situation, and, yeah. you want, and you want to just be with the girl in your head. But other times, you just want to watch the whole thing. Yeah. And like you know, and part you know, it's that it's that voyeuristic quality that part of you just wants to see how other people fuck. Right. And not necessarily how you would do it. She's like, well, I would never do that, but this is. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is still great. Like it's awesome. Woo. Not for me personally, but I mean I'm enjoying the view. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that is cool. Yeah, especially yeah. I don't know. It, uh, this is an interesting thing, and I, I think I've asked only one other person this. As a comedian, we judge other comedians heavily. Right. Based on performance. Let's, let's, let's just start on based on performance, not, not outside of that. Absolutely. Do you have this thing? Do you watch other people's, film, other dudes' films and go like, nah, I just don't think that that's what you should have done there? You know, there there is a subtle competition like that in, sure. a, in a battle of egos, if you will, where yeah. um, a lot of the guys, and we've been talking about it a lot the last few days because this is the one time we're really all in the same room and yeah. and all that but um oh this is an open discussion i like this, this yeah so yeah, yeah. and and some of the guys will kind of all get together and it's like you know it, it is a general brotherhood like we are all kind of in this little fraternity kind of yeah. thing where it's like we all know our same trenches so um so we all know the same trenches and we all want to like support each other and help each other and have each other's back at that right. at the and, same time. And then also, well, so then that end of the spectrum is like, listen, don't work with this person, don't work with this person, don't work with this person, work with this person, they're great. Or it's like, you know, make sure you find your happy place so you know that you can perform this. And like, if you're not comfortable, like I'm not comfortable doing BDSM scenes. Right. So all day long, it's like, no thanks, on it's either, not my thing. On either thing. side? On either side. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So I'm like, it's not my, it's not my thing, but by all means hit up so-and-so for this or oh, go get yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the flip side of it, it's also like, we'll sit there and we'll hear, like, God, like, how the fuck is this guy working all the time when he cannot get his penis up for anything? Oh, sure. So, you know, it, I mean, I haven't, like, gone through and watched, and, and a lot of us have even said, it's like, we can't watch scenes as soon as, like, we realize, like, ah, oh, God damn it, that's Derek Pierce. They're like, ah, oh, no, fuck, funny. that's Ryan Driller. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all right, I got to go find the German stuff or something that's not anybody I oh, know. Oh, interesting, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is, that's interesting, and I'm finding this be, this is starting to become a problem for me. And not that it's a problem, but it's like now that I'm doing a podcast and I'm meeting everybody, it, 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 it's changing my taste in what I and what I'm going for because there was something uh, forbidden about the fact that these were strangers, right? And then now that I have familiarity with these people, it's like if I get to interview some of my favorite people, then it, it kind of it ruins the allure uh, in a sense. Um, so it's uh, it, it is tough. So that, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, you literally it's tougher for you because you. Yeah, you it's like I mean, one we're not necessarily like watching it because we don't really want to watch our our buddies, our brothers, yeah. or whatever doing it. But at the same time, like we do kind of want to know, like, all right, what are they doing? How are they doing this? And yeah. it's like, are we really trying? Like, I know, you know, I threw out the name Derek Pierce. Like, he and I are not in competition because he and I have such a vastly different look sure. and, and personality that it's not like I'm going to be going up for the same roles. Or right. He and I are are competing in that aspect um at the same time we still kind of want to know so it's like either we can make the suggestions or we can try and broaden our our own viewership and we can broaden our own um i guess resume if you will so that yeah and and our own expertises but you know that's so there is kind of a little bit of the like oh how do we boost this or or critique one another like don't do that you gotta stop yeah but for the most part it's just kind of like oh no it's cool we're aware of what's going on and, and that's about it yeah, it's a much different. It's a much different art form. And yeah. yeah, and I guess uh, comedians we have that we do that we do this dumb thing where we really do think that even if the guy like if, if there's a guy who's talking about being a Mexican uh, midget right. and that's his that's who he is, even in our heads we're like, oh, but that guy could get the job over me. Right. And it's like, 
Not really. Right. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not really like a like a, a linear uh, competition like that. Right. Um, so that's so that's a, so that's a good way. To, that's a good way to think of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. I do like that. I, I do like that everybody in this business seems to be pretty level-headed. That's. Um, we do try to be, and I think that definitely has been a a good change in the industry in the last 10 years that even yeah. I've seen is that you've got people that genuinely want to be here yeah. and that are turning it into a much more professional workspace and much more happy place to be. Um, and they do like everybody does support each other and they call each other out on, on a professional level too. So it's like, yeah, we, we are much more level headed and, and producers don't want to deal with the gambles anymore than, right. than any, and then any other jobs. So it's like, yeah. okay, let's, let's keep everybody kind of in a good place. Well, that's cool. Well, let's um, uh, we let's let's ha- let's plug you on some stuff. How do we how do we find you on the web? Where, where do they follow you? So the you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Both are at Ryan Driller. Uh, those are those are my social media outlets, and you can hit me up there. And I always blast all my scenes and everything that you would want to see. All the good stuff, right all the content. Cool. We're gonna do. Uh, let's let's make we'll make a part of the episode. Actually, this is one of my favorite things doing the Snapchat video. So, for sure. uh, I'm here with Ryan Driller live on Demon Seed Radio no. uh, for the Porn Stars and People Podcast. Oh, I broke into my my radio voice guy for the Porn Stars and People Podcast. <laughs> uh, we did an episode uh, live, and we'll, we'll release it as well. Uh, thank you so much for watching and listening.